Welcome team. Today, I wanna ask you to do something for me, but more importantly, do something for yourself. Today, I'm not bringing on a guest, I'm asking you to do something, and that something is, I want you, I'm asking you for yourself to please talk to anybody old. Today, I want you to talk to anybody older than you or more experienced than you at whatever it is you're doing. If you're a young athlete as part of a team right now, go and talk to the older person in the team. Go and say, let's have some lunch together. Or go and say, let's go for a coffee. Or go for a walk. Walk and talk. Whatever it is you wanna do, but I just want you to talk to anyone old in your area. There's some things that have changed. The game has changed in whatever game you're in, of course, but some things will never change. Fundamentals will never change. Experiences, dealing with pressure, how to deal with pressure, how to make it, how. There's gonna be wisdom within that person you talk to today that will be priceless. And as much as your game may have changed, this will never change. You might be a doctor, go and talk to an older doctor. You might be a surgeon, go and talk to an older surgeon. You might be a mechanic, go and talk to an older mechanic. You might be a businessman, businesswoman, go and talk to a businessman, businesswoman older than you, more experienced, who's dealt with things that you are going to deal with. You might be a student, go and talk to an older student who's been through what you're going through. Whatever it is you do, whatever it is you do, I want you to soak up some wisdom today. If you don't do this, if that person dies tomorrow, their information dies with them and you never made the, op the chance, you never made, created the opportunity to learn from that person. If they died tomorrow, and let's say they haven't written a book, and let's say they haven't recorded a podcast or produced a video. Let's just say there's no other way you can get that information from that person. If they died tomorrow, their information dies with them. Speak with them, learn with them, soak it up. If you're an athlete, I'll say this again, learn off an older athlete. I love hearing Mike Tyson talk about older fighters that he studied every day and he learned from every day there's a lot of young people now that feel that they know better or could do better and in some cases yes but still the, the, the type of wisdom I'm asking you to soak in the things that will never change the fundamentals talk to anyone old and respect it respect that person the same way Mike Tyson respected boxers before him please do this I want to share with you now I'm going to keep this one short today I hope you know how passionate I am about this and I want you to do it because I know it will it's not going to change the game for you but it will you will improve, you will get an edge, you will get the edge, some edge today by doing this if you, if you actually do it.
I'd love to hear about it, but I'm gonna share one or two stories of my experiences in similar type of uh, environments where I've actually gone and spoke to somebody and my best learnings for as long as I can remember have been just sitting having a chat with someone, walking having a chat with someone, possibly over a coffee, over a meal, over a beer. It's the same style I'm trying to create. This podcast for you is to just, I want you to feel like you're just talking to somebody. You're just sitting down, having a chat, having a coffee and learning that way. Those are the styles of the podcast I want to create for you. But today I'm asking you to go do it in person and share it back with me. I'd love to hear it. I'd love you to tweet me, Instagram me, message me, text message, whatever, however you can reach me. I'd love to know that you did it and who you spoke to and how valuable it was for you. But I'm going to share with you a couple of valuable experiences of my own and hopefully keep this podcast a little bit short this time because I don't have a guest. So I'm really sorry that I don't have a guest, but if you're happy to listen to me, I'm going to drop a big name here. I'm going to drop Sir Alex Ferguson. Now, Sir Alex Ferguson, to me, in my world, is is possibly the best man, manager, leader in in the world, in in the well, in particular in the industries that that I follow and am a part of. I got the opportunity to sit and have lunch with Alex Ferguson that is actually priceless in, in how I've evolved, how my professional career has evolved. In 2002, so I'm taking you back a while now, but the reason I'm taking you back because it had such an influence on me and, and also, of, of course, it's a big name drop, so I'm, I'm hoping you're interested in what I learned from Sir Alex Ferguson. I was in England in 2002 and I was working with the New Zealand Rugby League team on a a Kiwis tour of the UK. In between test matches and in between trainings, I had an opportunity. It was a day off for, for us as staff and players and it was a day where most people took the time to go and sightsee. Well, I took the time to go and observe Manchester United in training. It was, it was a, I was privileged to do this. It was a invite from a, a uh, contact, if you like, in the coaching game that invited me to go and watch Man United train. Now on this day in 2002, possibly November, yeah, November, early November, uh, the day I could remember was because I wasn't a big fan, but there was fans queued up outside of the training centre at Carrington. There's big security gates. Um, when you go in, you know there was there was a bit of there was a bit of stuff happening that day at Manchester United. A bit of uh, a lot of news around David Beckham, who was the superstar of the team, uh, one of the most popular footballers in the world, and and obviously in the UK and obviously Man United. His wife, also very high profile, was there was some sort of kidnapping threat. If you Google that, you'll find the exact day I was at Man United, because I'm sure that's in the news. There was, there was a kidnapping threat to his wife and family and he wasn't at training, so it was fairly big news. So I've done the tour and I've watched training and I've you know, met coaches and you know, I've seen the gym, I've seen the recovery areas, I've seen the fields, I've seen the indoor training centres, I've seen the offices, I've, 
done the whole tour, but now here I am, I'm watching training, and I only mentioned that Dave Beckham drama was to, to probably want to emphasise that Sir Alex Ferguson as a head coach and all the, the staff that day, you probably think there was a bit more stuff going on than to worry about this visitor who's standing on the sidelines. And Sir Alex Ferguson comes over to me at the end of training and asks, what did I think? And points out, you know, a young Paul Scholes who tells me he's going to be a superstar and welcomes me to the club and what are you doing here in the UK? And and just a little side note, if that's, if you're in that type of position, if you are that older person, it, it's not hard to give your time to somebody. It's not that hard. I'll never forget that moment. Then he says to me, Hayden, have you got time for lunch? And I was... And I was like, oh, hang on, Sir Alex, let me check my schedule. But of, of course I had time for lunch. Like, So he takes me into the cafeteria in their training centre where he, he tells me about... This was one of his biggest things he wanted to set up when he built this facility was the cafeteria to allow all staff, every staff, from front office staff to backroom staff, to playing staff. If you're a star player or a receptionist at this moment, this time, every day, it didn't matter who you were, Alex Ferguson treated you equally and that was like a family. That's how he treated you. He mentioned the word family quite a few times. Now, we sat there, we spoke everything. We spoke training, coaching, recruitment, talent scouts, his team, his network of scouts out there. We spoke about Australia, we spoke about man management and how his career had panned out. We had a very good chat. We spoke about gym training. We We spoke about how the game changes and the professionalism has changed and the facilities. And we talked about a lot of things, but the most clearest thing I can remember was this moment when a lady walked past and he said, excuse me, Hayden, and he swiveled to his right and he stood up out of his chair and he stood up, had a quick chat. He sat back down and he said, sorry about that, Hayden, but I had to check how she was. She had Monday off work and I wanted to see how she was. And I was, I was blown away. I was blown away that not only had he talked about it as one big family and in his words, he, he told me how passionate he was about this club and the people in it didn't matter what position you had whether you were a star player or someone at the front office he told me all that but I just witnessed it it wasn't just words this was genuine this was genuine care he genuinely loved his club and his people and it's no wonder why they loved him back it's no wonder why he lasted 25 plus years in the biggest club in the world in the most high pressure position in in his game he genuinely cared and they loved him back tenfold now that experience for me would never have I would never have soaked that up I've soaked that up in in many ways but if I didn't sit down and have lunch with him that was never going to happen I mean we're all privileged if you want you can go and buy books from Sir Alex Ferguson and you can learn some of his ways. But there's some people out there that haven't written a book and I want you to go and talk to them.
Now there's another experience that I'll share and I'll call it a day after that. I might go back on that topic though, that family topic, and we might come back to that, that family topic that Sir Alex Ferguson mentioned. But what I'm going to do now is drop another name in in sport and in, in the rugby league world, possibly he is the Alex Ferguson of the rugby league world. Wayne Bennett. Now Wayne Bennett is the most successful coach in rugby league history. In 100 plus years of rugby league, he has won the most premierships. He's also, in similar way of Sir Alex Ferguson, lasted 30 plus years, you know, 25 plus at the one club. So Wayne Bennett is in rugby league world, let's, let's call him the Alex Ferguson. Now, start of this podcast I asked I challenged you to go and talk to anyone old or older or more experienced now my experience the first time I met Wayne we were working together with a rugby league team New Zealand team in 2008 we got together for the Anzac actually it wasn't the Anzac test it was the 100 year anniversary test match between New Zealand and Australia. This was in the lead up to the World Cup later that year. So the first camp we were involved in, my room's next to his room. So I just one day knocked on the door and he answers the door. Wayne had this, he kind of had this, uh, some people may be a bit intimidated by him with his stature in the game and that aura he has, and anyway, I just did what I've done for forever, which was talk to older people and learn from older coaches. I mean, this has been in me since I've been a kid. That's the life I've lived with a father who's a coach and with all his friends who was coaches and, and so on and so on. There's, a, there's another story there, but for me, it was just, hey, Wayne, have you got time for a coffee? But. I actually got a little nervous. I thought that's all I was going to knock on the door and ask, but I actually got a little nervous as I knocked on the door. And Wayne opens the door and says, yes. I said, oh, Wayne, I was just wondering if you got to, you know, before training this afternoon, you got a half an hour to have a coffee. He goes, I don't drink coffee. And I went, oh, you know, just maybe just catch up or what's wrong? And I said, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, Wayne. I've traveled the world. I've traveled the world learning of coaches and other people that I've now got the most successful coach in the game in the room next to me, and we're in a camp together. If I don't ask to spend half an hour with you, then I'm not really trying. And I think he appreciated that because what went from a serious what's wrong turned into a bit of a smirk and a smile says I'll see you at two o'clock so I go down and make sure I'm early and he's already there and we meet in the foyer and we chat about everything we chat about all his experiences all his mentors who he respected and who he learned from and we talked about different types of players he's worked with in his time and how to deal with different people and and he talked with so much care and so much love for all these players he's worked with that it was also reminding me of Alex Ferguson about how much he genuinely cares about people he works with and 
players he's worked with. So where there's other lessons that I learned in that in that chat that I'm actually going to do a separate podcast on. But Wayne Bennett became a very close, very good friend and a, and a mentor to me for many years and still I have so much respect for what he's achieved in the game and the, the coaches and athletes and players he's developed. He's helped me inspire other athletes of different sports. He's guided me through some situations and experiences that he's had before and it was struck up that friendship was struck up originally we obviously experienced other things with teams we worked with over the years after that but that original conversation was what I started this podcast with today I'm asking you to do I knocked on his door and said do you have time for a coffee so I want you to do it. Please, that's the end of today's podcast. I want you to do it. I want to hear about it. Even if I don't hear about it, I, I know, I know if you are really into getting better at what you're doing, you'll do this for me and you'll do this for yourself. Thanks for listening today. I'll be back soon with a special guest. Until then, enjoy your work.